I was having many different conversations over the Thanksgiving break that led me to this epiphany about the world. There is a commonly known idea that there are only 0.01% of people who are the wealthiest and most powerful in America. But what is never really mentioned is that there are about 3% of people who may not be rich in money, but are rich in information. They are inspired by the destruction of the matrix and the preservation of our freedoms. They are responsible for keeping the powers that be in check. They really aren't someone other than you. I'm really talking about you. If you are listening to this podcast right now, then I believe God has destined you with this task as well. And I am honored to help you become a part of this 3%. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating, review, and feel free to share this with your family and friends. This really obviously helps me out because it's a very organic podcast. I'm not really doing anything to uh, promote it. Uh, Now, the first point I wanted to go over was from an article that I picked up, uh, which states this. As of January 31st, there were close to 1.4 million people serving and the U.S. Armed Forces, according to the latest numbers from the Defense Manpower Data Center, a body of the Department of Defense. That means that 0.4% of the American population is active military personnel. Now, as of 2014, the VA estimates there were 22 million military veterans in the U.S. population. If you add their figures on veterans to the active personnel numbers mentioned above, 7.3% of all living Americans have served in the military at some point in their lives. Now, why do I actually bring that up? Well, we commonly know as the uh, swearing in of all military uh, personnel with the words of saying that you will protect the Constitution from enemies foreign and domestic. And so by looking at the percentages, uh, again, 7.3% of all living Americans today, or I guess as of 2014, uh, which again, the numbers you know can't be that different, 7.3% uh, fought right in our military, or at least were active military at one point in their lives or consider themselves to be veterans. So 7% of a population, right, actually... Uh, protect the freedoms of the 93%. That's the point I'm getting at here, is that you have a specific set of people who are dedicated to defense. And so again, this is from enemies foreign and domestic. Domestic. This is for uh, our military. This is more of a formal defense, right? That what we think of as, oh, well, those people fight for our freedoms. And so I'm not a part of that. I'm separate from that. But in reality, it is every American's duty to preserve and protect the Constitution. Now, if you know that by becoming an American citizen, you also have to swear that allegiance to the Constitution. I don't know if you knew that. But they don't have to be in the military, right? If you immigrated here and then you became a United States citizen, you have to actually swear to protect the Constitution from enemies foreign and domestic. Now, I bring all that up to just you know really highlight this point 
that there are a small amount of people in every population, but I'm talking about in specific, I'm talking about America, but there are that small amount of people that will protect the freedoms of the rest of the herd. They are dedicated to preserving the herd uh, or the masses, if you will. Uh, Now, we must understand that despite those of us Americans who serve in the military, there is a war happening domestically that is just as important as the wars happening in foreign countries. There is a war raging for the heart and soul of this country. America truly is the shining light on the hill, but in many respects, we've lost our way. Generations before us have given yield to authoritarians in both political parties to fully grab control of our federal and state governments. Our founders never intended to allow our country to become overburdened with government oversight and control. There is a purpose for our government, and it is clearly laid out in the Constitution to serve and protect the citizens of the United States. It is a document worth preserving and holding true. Now, in the world we are in today, most people have never even read the Constitution, and they don't actually know what the Bill of Rights are. Uh, That's very crucial because, you know, if you look at history and you study it closely, you'll realize that there really hasn't been a country like America. And you can call America what you want, and its past you can sort of demonize. But remember, America's only been around for, you know, just over 200 years. So with that being said, you know, we have become the most free, the most prosperous, okay, and having the most individual liberties than any other country before us in history. You can say that there are some democracies that have represented uh, an idea of what America is today, but America is a republic. We have representative government. But the point is that I'm not getting into a government rant as much as I'm getting into just this idea of freedom in general. So if you read the Bill of Rights, for example, it clearly lays out freedoms that are dedicated to Americans. Now, we're only responsible for our nation, but we are the light on the shining hill as we are uh, represented around the world. So the world can use America's model to therefore uh, enact very similar policies uh, in their government uh, themselves, right? And so that's what I mean by having this uh, impression on others, right? Now, get, let me give you an example of exactly that. So right now in Hong Kong, we have people that are protesting the really the Chinese influence uh, in Hong Kong. And so people saw this viral image or these viral videos of obviously a lot of protests, but what was most important about those protests was the singing of the American national anthem and the waving of American flags. Now, why are people in Hong Kong waving an American flag? Well, again, it's because America, given its status uh, currently, you know, we're going down a, a, you know, even worse path. uh, But Right now, we have freedoms that the rest of the world just don't have. And so it's important enough for us to take advantage of those freedoms. And you're watching other countries respect and love those freedoms more than our own citizens. Now, I've come to the conclusion that most people will never truly understand the value of citizens who serve in the military or as a part of the 3%. This is something those of us 
who are seeking to help people wake up have to understand. Now, uh, let me refer to a, a document that I witnessed before. Um, let me swing on over to it. Now, I'm going to tell you guys a story. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Arizona, and I'm on a subway, and uh, you know we were headed back to the Airbnb that we were staying in. Well, we we witnessed something really interesting. So one of the stops, the doors opened, and a guy comes in, and you know he's got a paper bag, and there's clearly some sort of liquor in there, and uh, and it says you know on the rules right above the door, right when he walked in. I happened to read those rules, and it said you know no food or drink, and then no excessive noise. <laughs> Well, this guy totally broke both of those rules and he kind of was, you know, making noise, saying some stuff and, you know, he's clearly just drunk, right? Now, uh, I say that, but again, he came up to me eventually and started to uh, started a conversation with me and, you know, I entertained it for a while and I just ended up talking with him and he actually ended up being kind of normal uh, even though he was acting a little whacked out. Now, he turned to me at, in the middle of the conversation and he said, you know, I'm going to give you something and he goes and digs into his bag and pulls out a pin of the Constitution. So it's a little miniature pin that you would, you know, stick on a jacket or your button-up shirt or something. And it just was a little, you know, Constitution. And he said, I want, the, I want you to have this. And I said, well, why? And he said, you are a three percenter. And I said, well, what's a three percenter? He said, well, a three percenter is the type of person that will know what to do when all else fails, you will have, you know, the influence, the leadership to make changes, to do the right thing when it comes to that point. And I kind of sat there thinking, okay, I mean, I respect that. That's kind of cool. Well, later on, I actually looked up what, what is he talking about? Well, let me read from the three percenters.org. There's actually an organization, uh, believe it or not. I'm going to read you their manifesto, okay? The Three Percenters is a national organization made up of patriotic citizens who love their country, their freedoms, and their liberty. We are committed to standing against and exposing corruption and injustice. We are not a militia. However, we do have meetings on local levels. These meetings are to help members network together and to learn from each other. Being a three percenter is more of a way of life rather than a club to join. As such, uh, there are no membership fees or dues, and we will not charge people to participate in a movement that defends civil liberties. However, they say some events uh, may be held at facilities that require admission. Now, with that being said, it, it move, they uh, go on to say, we are not anti-government. In fact, we are very pro-government so long as the government abides by the Constitution, doesn't overstep its bounds, and remains for the people and by the people. Our goal is to utilize the fail-safes put in, put in place by our founders to rein in an overreaching government and push back against tyranny. We are working to preserve the intent of our government as designed. We do not intend to implement our own government. There is often a misconception that we are wanting to overthrow the government. This is simply not true and a false rumor to try and paint our movement as anti-government. Now, 
The three percenters organization that I'm listing here is clearly dedicated more or less uh, to preserving the freedoms and civil liberties uh, stated in the United States Constitution. Now, the issue with the uh, Great Awakening now is that what we see is government and authoritarians, okay, they want to be in our everyday lives, right? They want to be a part of the culture. They want to take control of Hollywood and propaganda. They want to take control of sports, right, and any other major events. They want to take control of the minds of people. And people now, in today's day and age, are openly pushing authoritarian policies without actually realizing that they are authoritarian. And what I mean by authoritarian? Well, obviously, I mean by Tyrants is what I'm saying. People who are control freaks. People who are attracted to government power. People who want power for nothing. And they want to instill their way of life on other people. Now, I say that the communists have a very, um, let's just say, uh, in their in their the best intentions are that they, the communists, they know what's best for society. They know what is right for society. They know what is going to be able to, um, you know, preserve the the planet and to help all humans everywhere and to cure all injustice and to have never any violence and to create a utopia. So because the communists know everything and they want to create that, that way of life, well, that basically means that they have to have full control over every means of information every means of production, every means of really just everything that you can imagine uh, individual liberties would uh, provide. And so with their best intentions, of course, they mean to save the world, right? And so you just have to bow down to their way of life and you have to actually just take what they say and take it as truth at face value, right? You shouldn't ever question the socialist communists ever. And so again, that's that's them with the best intentions. Now that that is a form of authoritarianism, right? And we can see it happening today in China. I'd like to say that maybe China is about you know 15 years ahead of us in terms of um, control and authoritarianism. Uh, the UK, the United Kingdom, is about 10 years ahead of us right now. They have they're putting people in prison for posting things on Facebook, uh, and then there uh, the Canada is about five years ahead of us in terms of authoritarianism. So we're, we're just following a path. Um, it, we're, we're all going to become very similar to China, which China I will talk about in other uh, podcasts. Uh, there's so much to talk about with, when it comes to China that will literally blow your mind. Um, but we're only five years away from Canada. So America is sort of just sitting here in the middle of it all. We still have most of the power. We still have most of the wealth. And so I just think that it's important while we still have the First Amendment and the freedom of speech to do podcasts like this when you're listening to and to reach out to your friends and family and make sure they know things that are going on in the world. Make sure that they stay informed. And I think that's very, very important. Now, um, uh, I'm going to take a sip of this and I'm going to continue to make a very good point. 
Now, I was referring to the 3%, right? How people will never understand uh, what the military fights for, right? Uh, they never understand what, let's say, and I'm not saying I'm official, a member of the 3%, uh, but it's just this idea that 3% of the population are dedicated to maintaining freedoms, uh, to fight for those kinds of freedoms, you know, here domestically, right? And so that's that's our way of fighting, uh, and it's our way of preserving those freedoms for the rest of the 97% in that case, right? So now, uh, we fight to preserve those freedoms for people who don't care and will never care about the sacrifices it takes to uphold them. Clearly, most people just enjoy the fruits of our previous generation's labor in terms of fighting for our constitutional rights. This is something you must be okay with. For example, it's hard watching people cheer and cry for things that truly don't matter, like sporting events or concerts, because we know they will never feel that kind of emotion for something that really mattered. Worst of all, when something worth fighting for does appear, they will cower or even be turned against it. It's hard watching successful athletes kneel for the national anthem. Even though the American flag is the ultimate symbol for freedom and individual liberty. It's hard watching people scream at the television over a meaningless football game. But at the end of it all, we have to realize that the freedom to be a grown man crying over Iron Man dying in the final Avengers movie is the privilege we all have. That's why we fight. For the ability to allow people to express themselves freely and entertain themselves to death. Now, that sounds somewhat depressing and hilarious at the same time. You see, I watch people scream and break things over the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, now again, I like watching sports just like anybody else, but to get as angry as people do watching football or watching soccer or participating in some sort of you know music event of any kind, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's sad when you know that those very same people have little to no idea what real tyranny is actually, uh, you know, doing in their life, right? And so when you look at it like that, I'm here to tell you how cool and interesting, but yet scary and frightening this world that we're in, uh, uh, this authoritarianism that is occurring is, right? And so that, that it's very, very, very scary. And I think that it's also somewhat entertaining to watch the world unfold in that way. Those are for those people who are listening to this podcast, though, of course, because you're interested in learning more about the world. And so that's why I'm dedicated to uh, it being as informative as possible, not being perfect, not knowing it all, but trying my very, very best. So again, you know, it's just, and I'm going to say this again, it's just, it just warms my heart and it makes me so very, you know, just sad to just look at people getting so upset over something that just doesn't even really matter, has no real impact on their life whatsoever, uh, or, or even, you know, vice versa, just getting so happy and excited that Star Wars is coming out. And I sit there and I watch people, you know, 
crying over Star Wars and getting overly emotional. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not an emotional person, but it's just kind of whacked out to see how like, it's just beautiful at the same time to know that a grown ass man can cry over Star Wars or the Avengers and never have to worry about, you know, tyranny or, or, or the freedoms that are, he's, that are under attack. Uh, but that's what I mean is I would, I would like to see more of those 40 year old virgin, you know, men, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just, I'd like to see those same people actually speaking out against tyranny, right? Actually speaking up for people like the people in Hong Kong, uh, actually getting informed about the tyranny of social media censorship and all kinds of real issues that are going to basically um, put us all in gulags in the future. Uh, and and this, is just, this is just what it is. And this is why I fight the good fight. Now, uh, I'm not sure I want to settle for this reality. Now, more and more, it occurs to me that this, this time period we are living in is the most crucial for staying engaged in the fight for the future. By being docile and tolerating the abuse of power coming from so-called intellectuals and the authoritarians of our time is indirectly paving a path to the end of freedom as we know it. It's very revealing to see the authoritarianism so flagrantly in the open. That's why it's such an important time to act. It's simple to point out to people what's truly going on. I believe by the authoritarianism being so out in the open, it is allowing regular people who are not in the 3% to break out of the matrix. The flip side of the open authoritarianism, though, is that if we don't step up and act now, we will lose these precious freedoms we cherish today. Freedoms like the freedom of speech, due process, the right to bear arms, etc. Now, this is a very, very good point. So, you know, there's people being banned off social media or they're getting posts taken down. Uh, again, it's very, very political, but even things that aren't so political, you know, even if your review of a movie is not a good review, right? They're, they're actually talking about on Facebook how they're going to take comment sections away. They're going to actually remove them. Uh, they're going to, because they don't want people being negative towards uh, the propaganda, Right. But in reality, you know, the propaganda that people watch, everyone just comments and says how horrible it is and how dumb it is or how authoritarian it is. I mean, people know people are awake. This is what I mean is it's in a very, very interesting time we're living in. Right. And so, again, my mission would be to move the needle from 3% to 5% or more. Now, actually, I want to say this really quick. I believe that, uh, that's what's actually happening right now is we're seeing uh, the majority of people move from, uh, you know, being sort of asleep and not knowing what's going on, not really caring about the politics of today, the culture, just going along to get along, just, you know, again, watching those, you know, sports and, and entertainment and just entertaining yourself to death. You know, more and more people are getting away from that, actually, and they're becoming engaged. Why? Because the politics of today, the, the current world affairs of today are so interesting. They're so fascinating. It's more entertaining than any kind of TV show or movie that you could possibly watch. And in this podcast, you will see more and more topics that are 
thoroughly entertaining, but also frightening. And that's what's so exciting about it. But we really are moving from 3% of people, meaning what? Three out of every 100 people you meet, right? So about 3% or 5%, we're moving into a larger percentage of people that are kind of awake, that are kind of, you know, really, uh, maybe they don't say it publicly, but if you have a private conversation with people, they're basically going to say, you know, yeah, I don't know about, I don't know why that, that they're banning people off social media. I think that's a bad thing, you know, or I don't know why I can't say certain words anymore. I don't know why I can't wear certain Halloween costumes, or I don't understand why the culture is being so ridiculous. I don't know why I'm dating, you know, girls. And, and things aren't working out because they think I'm too masculine, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's so many private conversations that you can have that are showing you that the regular population is awake. They are engaged. They are worried. They are concerned about the situation. Now, 5% of the people in our country who are awake and who actively take action to protect and preserve the freedoms laid out in the Constitution. Now, what, what does that actually mean, the Constitution? Like, I'm not saying that you're a political person. I'm not saying that you have to go out there and, and, and poli uh, be political. But what I'm saying is that in the Constitution, it's regular rights. It's not, it's not a very political thing, the freedom of speech, the, the right to bear arms for due process, you know, for the right to privacy. Those things aren't government things. Those things aren't political things. They're just regular everyday things that all of us have to learn how to appreciate. And that's why just the fight against, you know, tyranny in any of those sectors is a regular person's job. It's because it's hurting regular people. You understand? So again, uh, it's not just the duty of our law enforcement and military to protect the Constitution from enemies foreign and domestic. That duty belongs to every single American. Basically, if you are hearing this podcast, then you too are responsible for standing up for what's right. That is the ultimate form of breaking the matrix. Uh, again, it's just really interesting to watch so many people waking up, so many people getting interested in topics that they would have otherwise never have been interested in. And, and really, to me, I think the reason why is because the politics of today is extremely fascinating. It's extremely well played out. I mean, everybody's watching with a keen ear, but again, a lot of people don't understand. And so that's why we, on this podcast, we're going to go over things in history. We're going to go over things that really matter so that people can get a good idea of what to do. Find your fight and fight that fight. You know, get involved in whatever it is that you want to get involved in. You know, if that's if you're passionate about freedom of speech and you think that the censorship online is really terrible and you want to do something about it, then you should make a show. You should make your own podcast about just that. Um, again, if you have if you are a guns expert and you love the right to bear arms and you would hate to see some some policy put in place that would take you right away. Make a podcast about it, you know, do a show about it, post about it on your Instagram, do something about letting people know, right? If you have, if you enjoy the right to privacy, maybe you become passionate about, you know, the problems in the vaccine industry uh, or in the, just anything that deals with your privacy and deals with medical records or deals with any of that stuff. You can make a podcast, you can post about it on your social media, do it while we still have the freedom of speech. Because if it's up to the communists, they'll come in and they will take the freedom of speech away because you can't have truth in a world of fiction, right? And a lot of people believe in climate change and they believe that white people are killing all these people. They're, they believe that there's all these problems that really don't exist. They are made up, they're fabricated. And so... 
When it comes down to it, it's important for us to acknowledge what's real and what's not. Acknowledge that, for example, there's there's pollution in our air and water, but that the climate isn't actually, you know, a man-made global warming. That doesn't that doesn't exist, you see. But it's taking real environmentalists who actually care about the environment away from, you know, really important things that deal with pollution and and toxic chemicals and they're taking people away from the fluoride conversation and putting them onto this Greta Thunberg, you know, whatever uh, global tax initiative that's going to build the United Nations army and that's really what it's for. And we're going to get into a whole other podcast about it. But again, you know, this is just such an important time to be alive and I can't stress to you enough how important it is for you to take action in whatever way that you believe you know you can. Uh, now, I do plan on doing more interviews in 2020, so if you're interested in being interviewed on the podcast to discuss how you are breaking the matrix, then please reach out to me directly. This deals with exactly what I'm saying. Are you a part of that 3%? Are you a part of the people who are not afraid to speak out? Are you a part of the warrior class of individuals who are here to protect and preserve the freedoms for the rest of the people to cry watching Star Wars? We are here to protect those rights to cry at Frozen 2 in the movie theaters. We are here to protect those rights of people throwing the remote control at the Redskins game. That's why we're here. Now, I'm seeking qualified individuals who truly line up with the principles of a matrix breaker and is well-versed in their topic, not just anybody. I appreciate your enthusiasm, but I'm really looking for people who have an idea of what they want to talk about and are really dedicated to it. Now, thanks again, obviously, for uh, tuning into the podcast. I'm honored to have your attention, and I hope today's message helps you stand up for freedom in your own way. Now, if you have any specific questions, you want to, uh, you can always reach out directly uh, to matrixbreakers at gmail.com. So, you know, private email I have, you can always reach out to. So, other than that, you know, I'm actually uh, very, very excited about our future. I think that it's a bright future. I think it's an exciting future. And I want everyone to know that you're a part of it too and that you can make a difference. So, I will see you guys on the next episode. Peace.